Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to Anchor.fm now. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to another Wide Men Can't Jump Monday Night Roundtable. Although I guess it's normally Sunday night, but we're doing this Monday after a great WrestleMania weekend. Uh, of course, as always, I'm TD from the Great White North. We have with us from the bowels of West Virginia, the Deverginator, Nathan Bush. <laughs> Yo. And of course, sometimes late but never last, the great T.R. Shock. We know him better as Tom Robinson. T.G.T.R. Shock, that's a first. What's up, yo? How's it going, gentlemen? <laughs> Here's the thing, I have to say for my... I have if you to have say to for call myself, yourself I'm great, is it really is it really a thing? If others call you great, it's probably true. Okay, well, and I did, so that must it has to stick then, right? Uh, I'm in a bit of a daze after watching three hours of Monday Night Raw. Um, I don't quite know what to make I, of that spectacle. I have, <laughs> I have, I have something to say. I have something to say before we get into all that. Um, I'd like to give thanks to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No, I, I mean, I'm not mocking that. I just felt like throwing that in. Um, I bet, I bet that mine and Tim's opinion of tonight's show differs just because of our age gap from Nate's. Oh, I'm going to guarantee you it will. But I at least I, I at least have some logic to why the show was uh, how I why I feel about it, and maybe once we talk about that, it'll make more sense. All right, but, uh, where should we start? Should we start from yeah, yesterday? I, I mean, I wanted to like hit some New Orleans stuff that happened outside of the WWE, just in case there's uh, you know, people who are tired of us fucking boring them with the same main show. Uh, uh, but wherever, where we go, where we guys start? Any further? Did you, all of you see the breaking news from WWE? How breaking? Uh, three hours, just when Raw started. Rock there was breaking? A backsta- that there was a backstage altercation last night at WrestleMania between Mr. Lesnar and Mr. Vince McMahon. Uh, who first? And that uh, Mr. Lesnar threw the belt at Mr. McMahon's head. And nearly clocked him, which somehow this story doesn't make sense to me because then, of course, the next morning they're announcing he's signed a new contract. So some of this doesn't make sense, but I just saw it on the news. So, thoughts? Who's first? If it's on the internet, it, if it's on the internet, it must be true. It must be true. Well, yes, there's 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 also that. 
you know, who knows? The story could change by tomorrow, but let's hear that a milk West article? Virginia deverginator. Is that a Milker article that you're reading? Uh, no, it wasn't, actually. I wouldn't have brought it up if it was. <laughs> Truthfully, in Dave's, def- in Dave's defense, I'll go to Meltzer uh, eight days a week and twice on Sunday, uh, comparatively speaking, to, uh, uh, you know, my respectfully to Wade Keller because he's my old buddy and, Mike Johnson and uh, Ryan Satin and all those kind of dudes. Okay, yeah, Meltzer, I mean, some of them are Meltzer might not. Meltzer might be worked and all that shit sometimes or get it slightly off, but by the time, I don't know, say 48 hours, he'll actually get to the bottom of something and put out the correct story. You just have to wait for but anyway. to call in. But anyhow. I'll just say about Dave Meltzer. Um, that's the same guy that reported CM Punk's return for Monday Night Raw in Chicago a few years back. Yeah, he he was definitely wrong. So, <laughs> yeah. not saying he doesn't. Not saying his. Not saying that he purposely reports wrong, but uh, it's one of those things where he knows. I feel like he knows just a little bit more than the than the normal internet fan, but you know, I just I quit reading the dirt sheets. Wrestling's more fun without them. I I agree with that sentiment in my current age range, like uh, not knowing last night, and I don't want to jump into it yet, but the the Ronda thing, that match last night, not knowing and viewing it made it fucking awesome. It was almost like I was a child again, but I'll I'll elaborate on that later. But uh, and I'll, I'll say this. I, I'll go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to refer to my old pal Dave as having a quote dirt sheet because uh, I kind of went through on a on a smaller level a different thing. The people that he really knew, like a Brody and a fucking Eddie Gilbert and Cornette and people like that, that did talk to him every fucking week and tell him exactly what was going on. And he did break true stories, and they're dead, or they're like Cornette and just on a podcast and indies and shit. So he doesn't have. I guess his sources like uh, dried up a bit, sort of like you know. I had some friends in the business that are dead or retired or whatever, and it seems like I don't know anybody anymore. So uh, you know, just I always defend Big Dave because he flew across the country to see my show when I was down and out. So. Um, Big Dave's of the WWE of journalism and wrestling as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, but yeah, we can differ in opinions because yeah, we have, all love each other. I don't have a personal issue with the man, and he seems like I'm sure he's a nice guy, and I'd, I'd meet him, take a picture with him, you know, and I've read his article. But, again, just because he says it, and he and he may report it thinking he knows it's facts, but if, if it's not, it's one of those things where I can't believe every single thing that comes out of the, even from him, because sometimes he's wrong and things like that. But he just gets so infuriated when people say, hey, you were wrong about this. And he gets mad about it. And it's just like, dude, just, you can be wrong. It's okay. It's not a big deal. But I have no personal <laughs> gripe with the guy. But my thing is, 
I actually got spoiled tonight on a return, which we'll talk about later, and I was upset about it because I didn't go looking for it. This makes me mad. Stuff like that makes me mad. All right, you two guys uh, drive the ship, and I'm just kind of like the asshole who chimes in sometimes. Uh, where are we going to start? I have no idea. Where are we going to start? You want to go for? Let's get WrestleMania out of the way so we can move on to more current. Yeah, we'll go. Uh, we'll go. Tim, Nate, Tom. We'll we'll zip through it. Whether it be whether it be killing it or or supporting it. And then uh, that'll give us time to just fuck around and talk about other shit. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Uh, I suppose somebody needs to get the go match. Are we going match by match here? Go pre go pre show the fact that I the fact that I didn't shower for like fucking seven hours because for some reason I felt like I had to report on it to everybody. Um and uh you know, I didn't move and I, I just you know felt like a lazy fucking goof. But anyway, the pre show, Tim, if do you have the results or Nate yeah, either I'm, one I'm, of you? I'm I'm pulling it up. Um we can start though with uh cruiserweight was uh what, Cedric Alexander against Mustafa Ali. And I Your believe first, Alexander yeah. got and I believe Alexander got the got to win in the title in that one. I remember correctly, but I didn't see that match, so I got I can't comment on uh, any of the performance, except I'm I did pick Alexander, but that that was a hundred percent fluke. So, and I'll say so, but uh, I didn't I didn't see it. So, if Nate, if you saw it, maybe you got I watched some comments it. You can make. I watched it. I I watched every single match on the card. I sat down at four forty-five, and I I watched everything. Um, Alexander Mustafa, good match. Uh, story was supposed to be Mustafa was the heart, Alexander was the soul. It was heart versus soul. Um, <laughs> you know, I see where they serious. Wow. I'm, I'm serious. I know, uh, I know. That's why I'm laughing. Wow. But it's uh, it was a, it was a good wrestling match. Uh, crowd gave it more respect than we predicted. Um, Alexander, that's good. Is, I think it's deserved. I think that's well deserved. And um, I was wrong on that one because I thought they would just with the upcoming tour go with Ali. But hey, good match. Uh, I give it a thumb up. Uh, they didn't. Uh, they didn't tear the house down, steal the show, but they put on a good match and a, a good. It was good for the crowd and a nice little match for him. And congratulations, Cedric. Deserves it. So that actually, if, before Tom goes, that actually wasn't the first match, was it? No, it was no we went out of order, but it's not. Yeah, so it was, I, uh, I'm just. They went out. Yeah, because I think I have the right order here, so I'll I'll switch it to the right order from now on. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, no biggie. Um, uh, Cedric, the entertainer. You told me not to do it last time. Sorry, too easy. Uh, Cedric. Um. Hi or Cedric or whatever the fuck they said back then. Uh nice little worker. Uh Ali the same. Um you know, in two thousand two I saw Daniel Bryan wrestle low key in the finals of Jim Kettner's 
um, Super 8 or whatever he called it. And I, I was walking out, and I looked at those two. That was the finals. I forget who won. But I said, damn, those two guys are really fucking good. The problem is WWE, WWE will never hire them. End up higher on both, and we know the story with Daniel Bryan. So you might want to take my predictions with a grain of salt, but I don't think either of those two will ever even reach semi-main event level. They're they're talented. Uh, there was more of a crowd in the Superdome than I thought at that point. Uh, they had a good match. My new philosophy is not the shit on in-ring stuff, so you know. But uh, not for me. I mean, I. I just don't. I don't. I don't get into it, and uh, I give it a thumbs up for the for the for the uh, for the talent. But you know, I, I'd rather see Roddy Piper talk to talk to Gordon Sully. All right. So then, of course, WWE in their famous fashion, we got to honor the Giant Battle Royal. They don't tell us everybody who's in it or who's not going to be in it. Mind you, that might have been on purpose, and I guess with the finish it was. Uh, Mr. Hardy, with the help of, I don't even know what the hell they're calling him now, Bray Wyatt anyway, uh, wins the Under the Giants uh, Battle Royal. I have very little thought what? about this. I, I also didn't see it. I had a, a, I can't remember who I had going out first. I don't know who went out first in this thing either. For that matter, Aiden English. Um, Aiden English went out first. Aiden English goes out first. Uh, yeah. I just know that. He went out the... first. There you go. My wasting my good man Elias on that nonsense. Um, I'm not sure what the point of this was, except like we talked about, they gave everybody a chance to be on the be on the show, but Elias well, really. Yeah, I know, but they they pegged him as being in it, and then he wasn't in it, and I guess they had to do that to get Bray in there, I suppose. There were about twelve other guys in there. There were about twelve others that weren't in the list. So yeah, well, they did the same thing in the women's too. There was way more than we knew about in the women's too. But I just mean it's about why wasn't even. Yeah, he wasn't ever mentioned as being in it. So he wasn't. It's just one of the things. For me, they they uh, they do what they do, and that was what they decided to do. So so be it. Uh, don't really not care. I called that though. You what? I called. You that called one. it. I got Matt Hardy. Yeah, I did. I called. Oh, well, kudos to you, sir. You get one gold star on your attendance sheet. Yay. <laughs> It was a battle royal. Yeah. Yeah. I mm. think you're not I think you're not putting it I think you're not putting over your victory more because of two of the last participants or your two of your favorite wrestlers. Yeah, and they <laughs> were in the final final three. Yeah, I saw that. I thought WWE mm-hmm. was out to get me. <laughs> then we would have known somebody was paying attention. Well, I have a hot take if Nate's done on this match. I yeah, think it, Nate it was a battle royal. 
It was a battle royal. It was what it was. Go ahead. Here's a hot take on this match. Tim just brought up Bray Wyatt. Uh, I'm trying to quote him, but I don't remember verbatim. I think he said Bray Wyatt or whatever they're going to call him now. And I have a hot take. His new name from this point forward will be Husky Hardy. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, he he was in Nexus and he was Husky Harris. But anyway, brother um, Husky, brother brother Husky. That that people will steal that from uh, other shows and say they don't listen. But anyway, uh, Battle Royal did nothing for me. Uh, I've been in a few myself. The indie rule is never go on the ground because people like fucking beat you up. It's like an inside rib. But. Uh, that doesn't play in WWE. I guess, you know, you can do a few of your moves and take bumps or whatever, but it's fun. Uh, you just disappear in a, in a corner with somebody you like. You know if you're winning and if you're not, you've got a rough idea who's going out. And what an easy payoff for a guy like Connor and Victor and fucking Kurt Hawkins and English to just go out there, fuck around with your friends in front of, Probably then 40 of the 70,000 or something. But a pretty good crowd was in there from the pre-show. Much more than I anticipated. So, uh, my only thing there was I picked whoever I picked, and I picked wrong both ways. And uh, it it led to, I couldn't think of a storyline it could lead to, but it led to uh, Bray and Matt. So, hey. That's it. All right. Um, So, then we got after that piece of work, we have the women's version where they also um, there was many more uh, people in it than the 13 that they listed on the webpage not that it mattered um, I guess that came down to what Bailey and Sasha and Naomi, Naomi who had a, kind of just disappeared during the during the battle royal, reappeared and Tossed the last one out and got the victory. So I'm not really sure why they do that when they could do she it. She had disappeared. She's very, she's very dark skinned. Uh, no, she disappeared. I don't know what they. I don't know if she did the. Uh, I was trying to remember. Nate's the uh, the expert on Royal Rumbles. I seem to remember one in the men's where they thought somebody was eliminated and they just stayed away until the bitter end and came back out. But I'm I, I'm not sure if I got that right or not. Santino. Santino Morello in 2001 or 2011. There we go. I knew I could count on you. I just like I said, I'm not sure why they do it. Uh, I don't know why they let her win. Sure, I don't know. Maybe she was something backstage or something that I don't know about, obviously. But as far as storylines or any of that, it didn't really seem to fit anything. Um, I guess it pushed the Bailey-Sasha thing forward another quarter of an inch as they slowly decide which one of those they're going to turn heel and other than that again it was a chance for the ladies to get out there and be in the big show and good for them but the match itself was is what it is um okay um I thought the women's battle royal was again was what it was the battle royal uh the Naomi victory didn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me um, she had her big spiel last year in, in Orlando, winning the title, and which I guess they're high on her. I, I don't know. I mean, she's not bad. She's whatever, but she pulled a uh, 
Jerry Lawler from 96 Royal Rumble. And the hit just hid for half the match. And, um, and then out she comes. Big shout out to uh, Peyton Royce for her appearance. That's, uh, that is my uh, lady friend, I would like to believe. I, I do love me some Peyton Royce. Uh, she's NXT. She's gorgeous and Australian and yeah, do love me some Peyton Royce. Um, as far as that goes, Becky Lynch went out way too early after getting a huge pop. Um, whoever was producing the pre-show was just having a time. They would, they were trying to throw commercials in there like they do, which I think is stupid. But they kept throwing it to commercial and then not going to commercial. Becky Lynch got her entrance with her entrance music. Then the entire roster came out to a random song, which I think it was the Kid Rock song. And then um, you get Bailey and Sasha get their entrances. And none of the people that got entrances went went over, which didn't make a lot of sense to me, but okay. And they just continue to push Becky Lynch on the back burner. This would have really helped Becky Lynch. Naomi's more established. Becky Lynch hasn't been in the SmackDown title picture since she was the first champion. Um, and the only reason she was the first champion was because Bailey, Sasha, and Charlotte weren't there, in my opinion. Um, so I think Becky could have benefited from it. Um, Bailey and Sasha, when it, when Becky got eliminated, I think Bailey should have won it, and, the, and she got a better pop when she did throw Sasha out, and the crowd thought she had won. She got a better pop than Naomi did for actually winning the damn thing. So... I, I think this was a bad move. Uh, I have some thoughts on all of that, but I'll, I'll share them once Tom goes. Okay. Uh thought it was much better than the guys because there was at least a little intrigue. Uh, Peyton Royce is fucking smoking hot. I don't care if she can wrestle. She's Australian. So is Emma, and so is the chick that hangs with her, Billy Kay or whatever her name is. I'd fucking go down under on all three of them. Anyway, moving on. Uh, you boys still there, right? Really? Yeah. Okay, my phone acts up sometime and lights up randomly, and I think I hung up on you. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, um, give me a case of Foster's and M3, and I'll come out of the room in four days. Uh, as far as Naomi, she entered the WWE as a Funkadactyl with that um, Aryan uh Andrews, but I forget her old name. Her, what was her name? Cameron. Cameron. When I used to put, yeah, when I used to put their asses together and slowly go up the, you know, in their entrance, I wanted my head to be between those two fucking four chocolate cheeks, I should say. Then I started watching Total Divas. Cameron admitted to having a yeast infection with this uh, greasy, oversized smelly-looking Armenian boyfriend. So I immediately got turned off to her, and then fucking Naomi marries Oos. No offense, Oos, but I don't want to go after after you, buddy. Uh, so Naomi, to me, uh, lost her eye candy. They always refer to all black wrestlers <clears throat> as great athletes, which is, I mean, I'm not a race car guy, but that's a subtle racist uh, statement. And I, as you guys said, uh, Bailey could get some steam finally if she just did what she did last night. Uh, you know, 
Sasha's a more natural heel, but Bailey be a nicer heel because kids love her and all that shit. It was pretty cool. I would have been happy with that. And then uh, there goes fucking uh, Big Butt come and ruin everything. And there's no future for her. She's just there. She's a good employee, all that. But there's nothing they can do with her. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's the finish. And on related news, uh, longest tenured, I believe, diva Alicia Fox just moments before traveling to the venue had a uh, argument in the lobby with privileged already Ronda Rousey's douchebag boyfriend Travis Brown now Travis is a heavyweight in the UFC and a average fighter big dude he could kill me so I hope he's not listening but uh, as far as heavyweights goes he's in the middle of the pack and he is known throughout UFC circles as kind of an asshole, kind of a punk. And she's known as kind of a drunk. I don't know if she would be drinking before a show. But anyway, they had a very close face-to-face square-off, which has no angle um, uh, direction. So it was a, a legitimate fight, I would believe. There's nothing really that can come out of that except... Alicia Fox, the longest tenured female employee, got out of her payday and out of her spotlight, um, which kind of sucks, but I wasn't there. I don't know who started it. I don't know who was the real asshole, but I thought it was kind of, like, weird that Rhonda's boyfriend, who's not an employee, got the benefit of the doubt, and Alicia got blamed and fucked out of her thing. That's all I got to say about that. Interesting. Alicia wasn't even in the Royal Rumble. She was supposed well, to be in saying. something, though, I read. Cedric Alexander's corner, she'd been in. And yeah, she had some, some she did have some chance to be out there. But um, going back to the Naomi thing for a minute, um, and this is going to go off into the politically incorrect area, but I don't care. Um, it was a real, and not that I have a problem with it, if they're doing it for the right reason. But it seemed there was a lot of things that went on last night at that pay-per-view that were aimed uh, in, I'll say it, in political correctness and feel-good moments and all that sort of stuff. Um, did she win purely for uh, social media and what it looks like? Uh, here's the black lady getting it done. Women's movement, minority, tonight's yeah, show. Yeah, throw uh, all that in there. We got, like, without getting into it, because we haven't got there yet, you got the Nia Jax winning, and they're, oh, that's all about bullying and standing up for yourself. And, uh, you know, they, they had a few moments last night where I didn't know that wrestling really gave two hoots about going in those directions. And that's fine that they did. Like, I'm not I'm not complaining about it. I'm just using it as a reason for why, maybe why she won. Vince McMahon isn't even probably aware of Me Too because he's, uh, you know, still probably beating off the girls at tanning salons when he goes. Uh, but And he's 24-7 wrestling. But Stephanie's very aware of culture, and she's spearheading all these uh, movements and alliances with Be A Star and all that other shit. So, yeah, I think that played a part because – you know, I I have a lot of black compadres uh, 
that would probably say that Naomi is not the most over of of the others. Yeah, I said I have no yeah. problem with the fact that that she was black and they gave her the top, they let they let her win. That's I'm just saying, are they using it as a? It's not for a wrestling sake. It's for a, a, the how the business looks. And which to me is reverse is actually more racist to do that in um, a pretend yeah, capacity. Yeah, it's true. Uh, how says our millennial? Just to make your country um, company look better in the public eye. See, we have a black winner in the battle royal and et cetera. But anyway, benefit of the doubt, we'll, we'll act like we well, don't know the truth. It's not traditionally something that they did very much of. Let's be honest. The black guys didn't really, you know, they got pushed and all that. But traditionally speaking, they didn't get to hold championships very often. Uh, in WWE, um, sort of... Let me let me throw a little stat at you, and I definitely don't think that they're racist. I really I don't. Um, but here's a stat: there have been, as far as WWE or World Heavyweight Champions in pro wrestling, there have been five. Recognized. Yeah, that's, that's you're you're making my point for me. Is it's just not something that they traditionally cared about doing. Because they they've had plenty of opportunities to do it and did not do it, so maybe they're learning. Maybe it's good for for attendance and that sort of stuff too. I don't know, but just throwing it out there. Well, but you're right about the, about the champions. This. I'll say this um, to me. I think if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna pull that card and you're gonna use that card. They pick the right match to do it in, mainly because it's a match that really doesn't mean a whole lot, and it's just oh hey we had the the African American yeah, woman won, and she you know she's had two years in a row she's had the the WrestleMania moment and you know so if you're gonna do it go ahead <coughs> you know hey listen yeah, they're publicly they're, traded they're they're publicly traded yeah they they have some money. they do have some stake to to provide a uh, at least a, yeah, a, a picture to the public that they're on board with all that stuff. So that's fine. Uh, since, yeah, since he, since he brought, hold on, oh, since they brought that up, two, two quick things. One, the publicly traded thing. If I, uh, of course I don't, which, I, you know, whatever. But And I would never give stock advice with my financial history, but I would sell the shit out of WWE stock right now. Um, after tonight's Raw. Secondly, uh, Drake Maverick we didn't mention, so we should just mention that he was there. Uh, what is his name? Rockstar Spud. Um, for 205 Live. I mean, he, he deserved to get a job. He worked hard in TNA. And uh, we never put put the guy over once on this, I don't think so. Congrats for your WrestleMania debut, dude, if you listen. And uh, 205 Live is nothing without Enzo. I'll say that forever until it becomes something. But anyway, and I said I wasn't going to bury anything anymore. This sucks. Anyway, let's listen. Oh, I'm asked. Uh, okay, Intercontinental title. The three-way. Mr. Rollins and The Miz and Finn Balor. Seth Rollins gets the job done. Uh... A decent match. 
Didn't mind it. Um, I'm curious to see where they're going to go with it, uh, especially after the raw, after what happened on Raw. But we'll get to that afterwards. But uh, yeah, some good work in the ring. Everybody did their part there. That was a that was a, that was a one thumb match for me, and I, I didn't mind it. I had the Miz winning, so I was totally wrong. But but I'm I'm not disappointed in the outcome of that match. Okay. Um, other than other in terms of in the ring work and matches that were more so about the in ring performance and not the story, this was the best match of the night for that, not for story and not the best overall match, but it was the best in ring performance match. Um, those three guys went great together. Uh, Rollins and Balor could wrestle me, and we could probably at least pull off a decent match. And I'm awful, um, but yeah, great, great opener for the actual card. Uh, really enjoyed. You know, Rollins winning was a surprise to me, so didn't think they'd give it to him. Uh, he's a Grand Slam champion now, the uh, the third member of the Shield. So congrats to him and. Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed the match thoroughly. Thomas. Open a match, perfect match to open because, the, I mean, the, those three, as far as in-ring, like Nate said, uh, couldn't have a bad match if they tried to. Um, Miz is not the worker, you know, as full, full-blown as those guys that could, like, go to New Japan tomorrow and work and go to Ring of Honor and work and all that shit. But Miz has his little 10 spots a match. He's always in the right place. So he he doesn't hurt any matches and undoubtedly has some kind of charisma and, uh, you know, he's been around and he he earned a spot. So, yeah, enjoyed. Uh, I didn't think it was a blow-away match, but two thumbs up wasn't bad at all. Uh, don't mind the finish. Um, like like we speculated, Miz will probably take uh, at least a tiny bit of time to be with his family. So, move on. All right. Miz uh, is kind of like uh, Miz is kind of like uh, ketchup with French fries. You can eat the French fries without ketchup, but but the ketchup doesn't hurt it at all. No. I'm just going to say to you people who are listening, where else will you find such astute observations as that? Think about it. You can't pay for this. You can't pay for stuff. Yeah, it just happens. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte versus Asuka. Um, I picked Asuka in this one. I was wrong. Uh, He's wrong. Yeah, the match itself... Uh, Tom wasn't far off. I didn't 100% see the where they botched the move, but they definitely botched a couple. Uh, there was one spot in particular uh, near the beginning of the match, and I don't know if you guys noticed it. Uh, Charlotte was on the apron, and uh, Oscar was delivering a few, uh, I don't know what they call her kicks there, but she was she was given a few kicks. And the last one, she kicked her and Charlotte grabbed her and fired her back into the ring and like, kind of flung her. And you could see the look on her face was kind of like, hey, 
just a tad bit stiff there with that last one. So there was there was some there was some stiffness to that match for sure. Uh, she got cut pretty good on the on the uh, arm there, but I didn't see how that happened. But uh, she was kind of uh, uh, favoring it, and then I didn't know during the match. I kept wondering what the crying was all about. She broke down there two or three times when she won, and but I didn't realize that, uh, and they never mentioned it, which I'm kind of surprised they didn't, that it was the anniversary of her brother's uh, death. So that was where that was coming from for really? anybody who wondered. Yeah. So I, did I didn't know, know that. that. Until, no, they mentioned that afterwards, and uh, that would have been helpful for why she was gushing uh, where she looked genuinely unhappy after winning. And it, I was kind of wondering, like, what's going on here? But uh, that was why. So um, I don't agree with the finish. I think they goofed there. Uh, they spent all that time. Uh, well, I guess they really haven't spent that much time doing it, but they've been building up Oscar as this unbeatable machine, and there that all goes. And I'm not sure where they intend on taking that. I guess we'll find out maybe more about that tomorrow. But uh, the match was all right. I didn't mind the match, but I just I'm not sure I agree with the direction of it. Mr. Nate. I'm I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, I thought the match was good. I I, I liked the match. Um, Was it the show stealer? No. But was it good? Yes. Um, I like Oscar losing, actually. Because two reasons. One, I didn't see it coming. So to me, that's, that's a positive Two, Oscar losing, that gets that damn streak out of the way. An undefeated streak is fine and all, but they eventually got to end. And she went like two, almost two years without losing a match, even though she lost a battle royal and a tag match, but we don't talk about those. Um, but she actually lost. Um, so I like that they ended the streak there. And Oscar's, um, I don't think McMahon wants her to have a, the title yet because of her inability to cut promos. Because yeah, of I'll agree with her you there. Her, she definitely needs, because uh, of her, she needs a manager or off the mic, one or the other. Yeah, uh, her English is just not good. And McMahon has an issue with that where most people don't, but he does. Um, but I enjoyed the match and the best thing about the best thing about um, the whole night, because we haven't hit this yet, Cena was sitting at ringside having a beer, and, it, and they kept filming him. They kept going back to him for, up until this match, and it was great because he was cracking me up with his faces and, and all that stuff. And uh, then after this match is when the referee came over to him and told him the Undertaker's in the back, and Cena jumps the rail and just does this 50-yard dash up the ramp. It just runs. Oscar's in the ring. Charlotte's on the ramp. He just runs past everybody. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have to I agree laughed. to definitely agree to disagree because I thought that was just stupid. I thought it was hilarious. It cracked me up. Yeah, I just thought it was because, dumb. That why are they stealing the spotlight of this match with this dumbass sitting there when we know something's gonna happen? Well, but anyway, well, that's just me. The first, the first thing I said when. Um, when Cena got up and took off running, I said, looks like what happens when you get a text message that says, hey, 
come over, my parents aren't home. And things just takes off. <laughs> now, I guess for you millennials, that uh, Tom, do you need somebody to uh, put that into? That's like when your girlfriend used to phone you after school or drop you a note in class that her parents weren't going to be home. That's the whole technical uh, thing there. I I I got it. Uh, Nate and I talked off air on his ride home last night. I think it was his ride home. And I popped for yeah. it then, and you know, you know how I am. I'm all fucked up now. <laughs> so anyway, um, my take. Uh, I didn't see going in this being anything but a disappointment, and I am pleasantly surprised to say I was incorrect. Now that's the difference between me and a lot of these fucking trolls on the internet and shit. I don't mind saying I was wrong. It's fine. Everybody's wrong. I don't have to stick with my opinion when it's clearly wrong. Hint, process. Anyhow, but um, it was, uh, I didn't notice the spot you were talking about, Tim. I'm sure it occurred, but I did notice there were two chops. I don't know who was given to who, but somebody wasn't in the right place. I think one of Charlotte's went into the chin because Oscar was, putting her head down instead of up, and they weren't communicating well in the beginning. But they smoothed it all out. Uh, Charlotte added, like, two or three moves to her repertoire, which I've never seen her do before. I don't, I don't watch every Charlotte match. But um, the, her entrance was that of a major star, uh, three jacked-up dudes, probably independent wrestlers that were down there grabbing an extra 500 bucks or something. Uh Finish I loved because I did not see it coming. It wasn't like a Brock Undertaker thing, but it was uh, a little better because they're a smaller level, and I'm not a big fan of Asuka. I'm a big fan of her um, face. I think she's a pretty woman, um, and I would pick her at the Washi Washi if there were a bunch of Asians standing in front of me. To wash me and rub me down and stuff. But, <laughs> Good God. Anyway, uh, not a big fan of a of a girl who was, you know, you can look on YouTube, Minoru Suzuki and Asuka or whatever the fuck her name was over there, and he literally beats the shit out of her and all that. That culture is just a weird fucking culture. Strange, strange, anyway, strange stuff uh, going on there. But yep. Pleasantly surprised. Good match. Uh, until she, Oscar grabbed the microphone and said, "Whatever the fuck, she, you were ready for Oscar." That sounded looked like God knows what. And um, the other thing about the, the anniversary was, I saw I saw her mouth the words, read and kind of look up to the heavens while she was crying, like, "Oh my God!" Like, so she was an emotional wreck. They were best friends and. You know, good for her. Uh, thumbs up. Two thumbs up. I don't know what I said, but good match. All right. Moving on to the four-way U.S. championship match, where I think pretty much anybody who called this, I would like to know what their explanation was. Uh, Jinder Mahal defeats Orton Rusev and Bobby Roode. Uh I have to say, I did not see that coming. Um, 
I guess they kind of protected Orton in the way they did it. I'm not quite sure. I mean, short of Nate being uh, with the, uh, the the big card coming up in Saudi Arabia there, short of that, I, I can't see any reason for it. But that being said, it was totally unexpected and caught me entirely off guard. And um, the match itself was all right. Wasn't great, but it was okay. Uh, but the result, yeah, I, I'm. I, I never would have picked them winning them, and then I'm waiting to see what they're going to do with it. They'll probably drop the ball, but I, I like the fact that nobody saw it coming. Period. Not even a little bit. So that that worked for me. Well, the reason nobody saw it coming was because nobody wanted it to happen. That uh, may well be, but. Jerry Curl Mahal is just one of those guys that's out there, and it was a it was a it was a good try, but he's just you got him. He was buried so hard back when he was jobbing. You know, he was a guy that remember this guy was in three MB for God's sake, <laughs> and and he's just. He wins every match the same way. Uh, he always gets interference from the little guy outside and then hits his finisher, one, two, three. Uh, why he doesn't do anything other than that, like maybe grab the tights, uh, foot on the rope, uh, low blow or something, just something different. It, he wins Every match he wins, he wins the same way. Um, don't care for him. Match wasn't bad. Um, I can't believe they did it on Rusev Day of all days. Um, I can't believe that. But you know, uh, Rusev comes out, gets a major pop, great reaction, and he has to do the honors from the hall. And I think they did. That's why he was put in the match uh, was to do the honors so they could keep Rude and Orton both strong. Um, Rusev rumored asked for his release and this was one of the things he wanted was to be put on the main card and I think uh, they put him on there just so he could do the job and uh, yeah whatever, Paul's just another guy I don't understand and we can have so much other, we deserve better than that okay uh, as I stated on the preview show, Orton and Rude love each other, love working together, respect each other, want a program one-on-one. So they could give a fuck if there was a belt there or not. And I think that's where they're going to go. Uh, I think I predicted Rusev because his uh, recent hotness. I should have known better uh, because back to what Nate says, if Vince wants something done, he's going to do it no matter what anybody says. Uh, there's, I don't want to bury Jinder Mahal because he transformed his body despite there's a lot of new shit in bodybuilding where you can pass wellness tests to give you vascularity and all that, but you still got to diet your ass off and you still got to train even though you're on the shit. So he turned himself into a, a killer looking dude and all that kind of shit. He was born close to where Tim's calling from, um, in the Calgary area. And he 
he's a good guy. Uh, my buddy Michael Elgin pinned him in Mexico, a little trivia note. But all reports are that he's a good guy. But world champion experiment bored everybody to tears, including yours truly. The finish that Nate talks about is a Cobra Clutch slash Million Dollar Dream slash I'm too uncoordinated to do either, right? So I'll just fucking sneak in and do some version of it. So it looks like shit usually. And uh, so he's the U.S. champion going into Saudi Arabia as a Canadian-born citizen who's of Indian descent. You figure that one out, you let me know, because I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Yeah. But there again, it's the same story. We got we, 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 It's hard to remember, because, or at least for me anyway, because I, I don't see them as the giant... Well, I forget sometimes that they're the giant global entity that they are. And they are doing a lot of work behind the scenes to try to crack the India market and, you know, to make some money somewhere besides North America. And occasionally, I guess they go to Europe every once in a blue moon. So he he's let me a com- part of Let me that. comment on that. Let me comment on that because there'll probably be no reason or time later. Um, they're going to Saudi Arabia and... 50-man battle royal and the, and the, the matches they announce, etc. It pretty much seems like the whole ring crew, the whole fucking shebang is going to the Middle East. I don't give a fuck if uh, Saudi Arabia is one of our allies in real life, and this is not politics. This is just a safety concern. Uh, Jericho said when uh, he was interviewing Luke Harper on his podcast that – both one of them or both of them said that they didn't know that the ruler of the fucking country or something was there and the Muslim religion has to pray at a certain time and it's really strictly enforced in countries like that. So they had to stop working in the middle of a match to observe the prayer and the fans all prayed. Mm -hmm. Now that's, that's not the environment I want to fucking be in. I don't care if there's millions to be made on that house show or whatever the fuck it's going to be. I know they don't, but the NFL doesn't go play an opening day in fucking uh, Saudi Arabia. The NBA doesn't tour Afghanistan. Middle East is a crazy, violent, fucked up place. And I don't care if you call me a bigot or whatever fuck it would be considered. I'm glad I don't work for WWE because I'd be too much of a pussy to say no, and I'd be scared to death the whole time over there. Off my soapbox, continue the review. All right. So you're indifferent to the Mahal match. Huh? Kind of like <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I meant. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on. Angle and Ronda Rousey against Triple H and Steph. I had to admit, I had my doubts about this one. But it was a pretty damn good match. Wrestling-wise, it was not. But entertaining-wise, I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I was happy with the outcome. Uh, I almost shit my pants when you were uh, mere seconds away from calling the finish. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Two two thumbs from me. Um, I thought... I thought Ronda Rousey and uh, Angle and Stephanie and Triple H um, pulled off the best match of the night, 
in terms of entertainment value, in terms of having me on the edge of my seat. Uh, Rousey looked better in the ring than I ever expected her to at this stage. She also made Rowdy Roddy Piper sexier than I ever thought he could be coming out in that kilt. Uh, you got that right. That's just a, I, uh, you know, Amato agrees with me. So, but I thought the match was fantastic. Um, I think that'll be the match that this mania is remembered by. Uh, when we go back and look at this mania, this will be the match that everyone's like, yeah, now that was a hell of a match. Um, and I thought the finish was well done. There was a couple close calls. Um, just excellent all the way around, all parties involved. Great job. Fantastic. Thomas. There'll be six thumbs up on this one. Edge of my seat, too. I felt like a kid again. Triple H is the most underrated big match wrestler in the history of the business because he's political and he's a McMahon, and people don't like him and might be rightfully so don't like him for things he's done to them in the past or been a part of. But he always delivers a slow, methodical match, but it doesn't get boring because he's reached a level where he's over. And Stephanie did great in her part, considering she's very limited. Ronda did great in her part, considering she's new. Kurt, something that a lot of people don't think about, probably I'm the only one that thinks about. Kurt legitimately was on death watch. That's why they wouldn't consider bringing him back he was taken he stated he was taking 80 pills a day which doesn't seem human because i've uh taken anti whatever medication and what but if he he's a superhuman as it is so maybe he what he's not working the figure but even if he was taking 40 a day it takes days to get off that buzz so every time he's going in there in tna doing a five-star match and moonsaulting off a cage He's either jacked up on painkillers as he's doing it and his body's so used to it that he needs them to function, or he's still on the buzz from earlier in the day. Now, people say he's out of shape and whatnot because he blows up. When you come off that, you're so used to it's the anxiety of 70,000 people and you're, you're a different person again. So I think he's had, what, five live matches, three when he was a shield and this, whatever, big stages, uh, clean. And from all accounts, he's been staying clean. So that 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 does uh, add a different wrinkle to how difficult it is to be in a match of that magnitude. And he held up fine. I don't think you're ever going to see a, an angle classic again, but as far as in-ring shit. But this match was so well put together, it... it uh, to me, hands down, the match of the show with with everything not even close. And not to spoil our discussion for later, but I talked to Nate last night, and we had a different opinion about something, but I said I thought if they switched that match in hindsight to the last match on the show, everybody would have left happy. And that's all I, I got agree. to say about that. True enough. All right, moving on to the inevitable inevitable position of having to come after this match. The three-way triple threat for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers defeat the Usos and New Day. 
uh, I felt sorry for these guys because it just, <laughs> like I said, inevitable position of having to come out after that. Uh, I don't know that it really would have mattered what they did. Uh, the match was all less, uh, I didn't think it was all that great myself, but then I'm not a New Day fan. Uh, yeah, um, get, get on the bludgeon bros for getting somewhere and maybe they'll, uh, they'll use them with a little more brain power and the, the, the win will mean something down the road. But otherwise I said, I felt sorry for them because they were in a dead, that arena was dead for this match. Um, I found it was a, um, it was perfect for the positioning. There was no tags in this tag team match. It was just the Bludgeon Brothers basically getting a good little squash. Um, these guys finally got a main card tag match. Uh, didn't really, didn't hate it. Uh, thought it did what it needed to do. And, um, you know, wasn't a classic by any stretch, but. Yeah, I mean, it did what it had to do, and with its positioning, it was it was it was done right. Okay, uh, I think we all predicted Bludgeon Brothers. I believe um, New Day and uh, what's their names? Usos are played out. Uh, Nate still likes the New Day. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Uh, they're all magnificent together in ring all five of them, whichever combination, but I'm not a big in-ring guy except for a big show like WrestleMania. Um, They were put in the death spot, so to speak, following that fucking match. So it was hard, and that considered, I think they did a nice job of at least keeping the crowd, you know, alive. Um, Bludgeon Brothers are so good at what they're doing now, just killing people, that it kind of makes you, like, not consciously, but maybe subconsciously forget that they were the Wyatt family. I don't think of the Wyatts anymore when I see them. I think of the Bludgeon Brothers, and that's hard to do. So I I like the Road Warriors meet Brody and Hanson meet New Age guys that just come out and kick the shit out of each other. They don't have to work 30-minute matches. I like a good old-fashioned squash, and I hope they continue to use them that way and not – uh and not have them doing marathons where they got to really, you know, work with smaller guys. But uh, on, a, on a related note before I end, I have a, th- you know, thumbs up on the deal because right finish and everything else. But, uh, you know, for the wrestling nerds out there, if I'll even say New Day, uh, especially Kofi and Xavier, but if New Day or the Usos, um, I should say especially Usos, um went and worked the Young Bucks anywhere in the country, it would be the, those fans that say they hate the WWE would be fucking popping like crazy for super kick fucking uh, in stereo with those two teams against each other. And it would be a great, great fucking spectacle of that style of outside WWE. That's all. Move on. All right. Um, next up, The Undertaker versus Mr. John Cena. Um, I gotta admit, I popped for this. 
Uh, I'm not the biggest John Cena fan in the world, although I'll give him all the credit for all the shit he does. He's a, he's been a he's been a company man, and then some. Uh, but I have to. Uh, I mean, watching the Undertaker go up on the ropes was unbelievable. He moved. Granted, he didn't do it for very long, but he did some moves that I didn't think he could do anymore, or that they'd let him do. Um, he didn't look bad for an old guy who hasn't wrestled for a year. Um, and I, and I, I loved it, and I loved that he buried John Cena. That really worked for me. Uh, there was no point to it, of course, because neither of them, the win or the loss or the barrier or any of it really doesn't matter to either of them because they're both so passed over that it really doesn't make any difference. But it made the crowd happy, and, and I guess that kind of was the point of that whole match. But I loved it. I really, uh, I loved Elias coming out and messing with the crowd, and he was great. Really enjoyed him. Um, and I really liked, uh, you know, Undertaker's entrance is, is just, it's, you can't describe it. It's so wonderful, and just, it's the best entrance in the game. Um, he looked great. I think he got a hip replaced, and uh, that's made him be able to do more things now that he used to not be able to do. And if this is the last Undertaker match I ever see, I'm happy with that because it was a squash. He looked great. He looked like Taker of old. And it was one of those things where I think they wanted to get the bad taste out of everyone's mouth from last year and from 30 where the streak ended, which I think is one of the biggest mistakes they ever made. Um, But John Cena, uh, congrats to him for getting to do that, because you know he had to be just like shit in his pants watching Taker walk to the ring. Um, He he once again proved that he is the ultimate in company man. He took the beating, there was nothing in it for him at all, and he took it all because that's what they wanted him to do. And that's all, and, and that's why he I, makes the big money. I like Cena. Uh, there was a long time where I dogged Cena like everybody else. But when he started the U.S. Open Challenge, it made me a believer. And uh, Cena's okay by me. So I enjoyed I enjoyed it. It was good. Thomas. All right. I love Cena. Uh, for the most part, always have. Besides the rap and shit, um, oh, he, uh, yeah, well, to each his own. Um, <clears throat> I liked that they swerved me because they swerved me up to the last fucking minute. I called it on the preview show that the match would happen and all that shit. Um, they swerved me in that they showed his shit in the ring, so I'm like, damn, I nailed it. The Undertaker, dead man shit's in the ring, so obviously he's going to come out as the American badass. And Elias, like you said, um, they're protecting him, even tonight when uh, Lashley came back, and we're skipping ahead a little bit, but he gets his ass kicked and thrown around, but they, they don't ring a bell and pin him. They, they still keep him up, which I like. But anyway, back to this match. Um, 
I think the highlight was the you can't see me going to the ropes and Undertaker sits up and Cena legit, um, not legit feeling, but legit sold it like he was scared, like, you know, a horror movie and just freaked the fuck out and, like, you know, jumped up and whatever that bump was, scare, weird bump thing, run away. Um, I thought perfect booking the squash after what Nate talked about. I mean, you, you, you tried to elevate Roman by ending him. You ended his streak, and they were both bad ideas, I think, in hindsight. And now, hopefully that's his last match, and it's against arguably the top guy of the last 15 years in the whole industry. And the top guy was honored to get squashed. So I didn't want a competitive match. I wanted that. I just wanted the American badass just so I could be right. But fuck it. Who cares? Uh, another great thing. I liked it. Oh, quick, right. quick interruption. Since Quick interruption again because he's not on, I don't think, anything later. Uh, Elias. For those of you who uh, play blackjack, when he comes to your town, his traveling buddies, while uh, Dash and Dawson, whichever was the last one, was hurt. Uh, Dash, I guess, or Dawson? I don't know. The not the not bald one of the revival and Jason Jordan Dash. and him, Dash instead Wild. of drinking, instead of drinking or going right to bed, they go to whatever Google local casino and play blackjack so that is a bad habit i speak from experience i hope he's not spending his whole fucking payoffs at blackjack table and ends up broke but if you want to meet elias i would suggest to listeners all over the world because we have him if he's in your town and there's a casino near the arena he'll be there within an hour after the show i like to educate people with these little facts you are the man yeah. Uh, all right. Next match: Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon against Owens and Zayn. And uh, I have to say, they swerved me on this one big time. Uh, the match was really good, though. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm still utterly amazed that Shane McMahon does what he does in the ring for a guy who never really been a good worker. Really, just like to take the crazy spot and can still do some of the shit he does. And doesn't get killed in there. Um, I hate Daniel to interrupt. You, Go ahead. I hate to interrupt you because I'll forget. And I always say I won't interrupt, and then I do. Now, like I made a point earlier, and it's subtly racist, and they do it like in wrestling, but a lot of other things. Instead of saying somebody's good, they say he's a great athlete if he's black. And I think rightfully that would be a perfect description of Shane McMahon. He's not a good wrestler by any means, but he's a great athlete. He'll leap and all that crazy shit, but he can't really he's work. Good enough, yes, he's, he's good enough at things to make you believe that he might actually be a good wrestler, even though I know he's yeah. not. Yeah, all right, no, yeah. I'll give you that. Um, uh, Brian looked like he hadn't missed a beat, uh, or at least for me anyway. crowd loved it. Um, Is that a vegan but, joke? It could be. <laughs> it could be. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Uh, I didn't at the time. I was kind of surprised that they they won. But now after watching where they're taking that, I now see why they 
did what they did there, and we may even see more of that tomorrow. Um, so I was on board with this. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, finish was fine with me. Uh, I kept waiting because the, the camera kept going back to Shane and Daniel and, and him in the ring. And I kept waiting for the swerve turn, but it, it never came. So, But I'm okay with that. So for me, it was all right. So basically they swerved you by not swerving you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure they would, that even once they won, that the turn would still come. But he never did, so yeah. it's okay with me. Well, just to see Daniel Bryan back in a wrestling ring again was, was awesome. I'm, I'm really happy he made it back. Um, the match was good. They really they had Shane take a beating, which Shane's good at. And I'll disagree with both of you. I think Shane is good wrestler. Um, he's just a different style than most people. Shane's more of a he's a striker. He's a stick and move. He he's he's good. He's good at what he does. Um, now he's not a technician, uh, but I, I think Shane's very good. Um, Brian gets the hot tag, comes in, just throws caution to the wind, looks great doing it. Uh, didn't do any suicide dives or diving headbutts, so that's good news. Um, I thought he did a great job, and I liked the match, and I'm uh, interested to see where they go with Owens and Zane. So, good job, WWE. Indeed. Thomas. Okay. Shane O. Mac did not turn. So I got swerved from them not swerving. I thought uh, one of them would, and it would make no sense for Brian. And neither of them did. So I was wrong. Cool. Uh, Owens, as I said, is one of my favorites. It was a decent match. I don't want to go crazy. Um, One thing I noticed, a little TR notices things. Uh, Shane's family when he came out to, like, hug them and whatnot, the oldest one seems like a little dick. Like, he, like, pushed his dad away and was kind of like, don't embarrass me when his dad tried to kiss him. And then he got in Sami Zayn's face and said, you ain't got nothing at the top of his lungs. Like, he legit wanted to fight him. So that kid's got to go to military school like Vince did or something. (laughs) I got to rein him in or something. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, anyhow, so... So the match goes, uh, no, no, no switch as we uh, beat to death. Um, I love Owens and Zane. Um, I hope what would be really cool is if they lost again tomorrow night or were kicked out of the building or something, and McMahon paid them to just book like three months' worth of dates at fucking Joe Blow uh, indie shows. And... They just show up, and just it it works for everybody. It would it would be it would draw a house. It would get them off the road, get them some time home, get paid WWE money. They come back in three months fresh, while everybody thinks it's a shoot firing, or at least they try to make you think it is. Uh, you know that's just my fantasy book, and probably won't happen. But you know cool. uh, that would be fun. And uh, anyway, that's about all I think is in my rattly brain about that. Uh, good match. Great to see the fucking whole Superdome like four years ago with the yes, yes, yes. 
uh, it looked like in the beginning, I don't know if he, if this changed, but when they showed Brian close up, he had his wedding ring on while he was working. I don't know if he took it off at the last minute before they locked up, but that's something I never noticed before. And Bree was at ringside. I guess they didn't. Might have to go back and check that out. Uh, they didn't bring the baby, I don't think, uh, that, that I noticed. But, uh, you know, Bree, uh, she's a Bella. They used to say they're airheads. But if you watch them two together, they, they seem like a really, really good couple. And considering his father passed away in the midst of his championship dreams and all that stuff, and he's had a lot of tragedy, obviously, and a lot of rough road. He's got a hell of a book. You know, I know he's got a book out there, but he's he's got a hell of a life story to still, you know, has chapters to go, and I'm a big Brian guy. So, and I said in the earlier in the program, I said he'd never get there. Which, uh, happily, again, I was wrong, and we got a special guy there and a special talent. So, we'll see tomorrow night what happens. Sweet. All right. Now I want to throw in one thing before we go further. At this point in the show is where they pull off the WWE pulls out their bullshit. We just set another fucking attendance record. Crap. During the show, they mentioned several times the crowd was 70,000. 70,000 plus. Then they mentioned, not long before they come out with the record, that it was actually closer to 75,000. Then they announced that the crowd was actually 78,000 and change. So Tim, being Tim, goes and looks up the uh, capacity of uh, the Superdome. And then chuckles quietly to himself and goes, well, I guess if people want to believe it, fair enough. But I don't know why they have to do that. It annoys me to death. We must break the record every time we have a a WrestleMania. It must break the attendance record. Because apparently they broke their own attendance record from the last time it was Dave, Dave Vixenspan had an article that's been up for a week or two that I never clicked on about what was the real attendance of WrestleMania three. He he's works for Deadspin now. So he has more access to actual stuff. Um, falls along those lines. To me, it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck, but, um, it doesn't, but it just seems so the, petty that they do it. Yeah. I mean, but you know, to each his own again, like I, I don't care if they said 500, thousand people were there. Call I mean, it a sellout it, and be done. Yeah, I, just, I get you. I, I get you. Yeah. I, it just, it's one of those things that doesn't, yeah, doesn't bother me. Yeah, so. in the big scheme of things, it matters. Not one iota. You're true enough. Anyway, moving on. Um, I heard that they, I heard that they, um, they hired the boys from down in Arkansas that did all the counting yesterday for the attendance record. <laughs> what do you mean? Is that an insult? Are you talking about my podcast? Maybe they got some place from Florida who Listen, worked during the election. I had the Southern... Louisiana, Arkansas, it's called Southern Arcana, I think. I can't even remember. We had a 15, fixing to have a 15-minute conversation. Damn, it didn't turn into 28 because I have short attention span. But 
we are now up to 107,201 downloads and 5,000 views. And we don't even have video. Can I get a retweet? I wonder if they like what, this or not. And, and, and if you don't believe me, hold on. Yeah, yeah, this is Lance. Uh, absolutely, we're, you know, I don't I don't live in the past. Fuck those other shows, they're too long. And absolutely, I, I believe my partner that we have, I, I think he said 100,000, maybe we're close to 120,000. And join our, our group called Drool Kids because most of us are, you know, have some disability and we drool and we read about professional wrestling. Uh, I'm in my Japanese shirt and nothing else. I'm a professional barista who takes a public subway to and from work for two hours, and I have no pants on. Anyway, see you later. All right. I hate when we get hacked by those guys. <laughs> they're, they're, right. But they're so fun. Uh, Raw's Women's Championship. Nia defeats Alexa Bliss to become the champ. Um, I mean, again, from a working standpoint, this this was what it was. Uh, it was better than I expected, however, I must say. And uh, I just... Uh, it, it's kind of the... And I don't mean to slight the woman, but it, for me, it's kind of the under the giant syndrome. How do they beat her? Like now that they gave her the title, who legitimately comes along and defeats her? Because nobody really should be able to. By rights, there's just nobody even close to her size in the in the either shows. They need to find themselves another. A bigger sized lady to to come in there and at least make a threat in that sense, but um, she's getting better. She's slowly getting better. She was cried like a baby when she won too, which I thought was interesting. And uh, for it being the women's match and me not really caring all that much, it was all right. She kicked the shit out of Mickey James at the beginning, which was pretty cool. And by the way, Mickey looked smoking hot. Um, yeah, so that's my thoughts on that match. Um, I'll say this. Uh, the match was better than I thought it would be. I thought it'd be a two-minute squash. Ended up going about ten. Uh, I thought Alexa had her working working boots on. Alexa looked great. She really played the dastardly heel and did everything that she should do on her end. Um, I thought Nia did good. Didn't look like she hurt it. And, um, you know, it was a mismatch. And, uh, Tim uh, Bailey actually beat Nia Jax down in NXT, and the way they did it was pretty pretty good. Um, okay, well, yeah, no, I, I, well, right, but that's that's NXT. So is that? I mean, is there ever yeah, open hell that happening in WWE? So I mean, very yeah, true. there's ways but, to do it. Surely, it's whether they have the guts to do them or not. Is the, the question? Well, I mean, you could, you could do there. There are several ways you could beat her, but. Again, you know, it just depends on how fancy you want to get. They did do a good job of, like, she worked the knee, you know, and they they did do a good job of showing, okay, there is maybe a way for her to get her down on the ground. Don't know how the hell she ever would have pinned her, but 
But still, they did do a good job of that. I, I, I'll give points. Yeah, I said yeah. That, uh, for me too. It was a much better match than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, same here. But uh, thought they did good. Uh, Stevie Wonder saw it coming. He saw the result. Uh, so I'll go ahead and just say, you know, good match. Girls did a good job. Alexa's gorgeous. And Indeed, I love that also. girl. Oh, me too. And Nia's uh, Nia's a pretty woman herself. So, congrats to both of them. All right. Uh, All three of us called the Be A Star booking. So, well done. Right result. Uh, I'll have to peel it back a little more. As a 285-pound lazy man laying here on my bed, uh, I feel I have a right to do some fat shaming. I don't agree with your assessment on the, the attractiveness. I think uh, when I had one day of work driving, uh, there would be a stench to my clothing. I couldn't imagine smelling her gear after a 10-minute match last night. It sickens me to think of the underboob sweat and every other crevice in there. Um, yeah, she's prettier than an ugly big chick, but she ain't all that. Anyway, um, Fuck politically correct. Uh, and I'm fat too, Naya, if you hear this. And I ain't the best looking dude right now either. So fuck me too. So I'm cutting myself up. We're even. Anyway, Alexa Bliss. Naya. And, and, and uh, do you want to apologize for me? Naya, if you're listening, don't worry about him. You can have me. Okay. There you go. And, and, and I, I will. Say to you, I will give my blessing. Um, as far as the match goes, uh, wrong again on my part. Alexa was very good here. Um, one, one other knock on Nia is she's very fucking dangerous, and that's because she's so strong and so much bigger than everybody else, and she's green. She's still green, even though she had a good match. She... Uh, a couple of those flinging around Mickey James looked like she could have killed Mickey James. Like the one she had heels on and it, it made like this crazy indentation into the thing. If you watch it back, it was a little scary. And then, um, anyway, the milf Mickey James trivia note or, or little fact, if you can still find it on YouTube or daily motion, the Jenny Jones show Mickey James before her boob job, but still pretty hot, half-naked, trying to impress her high school bullies who used to call her, like, names. Some fat, bald ex-athlete still wouldn't put her over, even though she looked hot and he looked like a goof. Anyhow, uh, back to what we're talking about, because I get sidetracked. We all called the finish. Good booking. Uh, Alexa, again, was better than I give her credit for. I still think she's more of an actress than a heel, but hey, maybe that's the new era and maybe I'm old. If you act like it, and maybe from this, The Rock, and seeing it all, and maybe she'll be the first female to have a role because she certainly is convincing in the acting department. But she did wrestle here, worked the leg, like you said, hit that uh, whatever the fuck that move is and all that other shit. Good job, thumbs up, or I don't know, I might have gave it two. Um, yeah, good. Good, except the smelly gear. All right. So now we're down to the meat of the of the card. We got three to go. Uh, AJ Styles defeats Shinsuke Nakamura for the title. 
or what's the title, I guess, to, to retain. Um, hell of a match. Or at least I thought so. Both of those guys can can bring it when they want to. I was a little disappointed in the finish until the swerve. And then I wasn't anymore because I was okay with it at that point. Um, I'm curious to see where they take that. I don't know how, whether the, uh, you know, him as a bad guy. Uh, eh, don't know. We'll have to have to wait and see. But uh, as far as the match goes, it was it was good. AJ Styles for me anyway. Could uh, how did they say could have a match with the broom and make the broom look good? Um, and Nakamura is no slouch either. But uh, that was a it was a good match. It was a good wrestling match for me. And uh, I'll give that one the the two thumbs. Um, AJ Styles is probably the single best worker on planet Earth today. Um, He never, never has a bad match. And they're all different. They're never the same. He's fantastic. He's the guy. Um... Nakamura is a great worker. Uh, again, the reason he didn't win, I believe, is the language barrier. Again, um, I think that's the reason why they're so hesitant about putting the title on him. Um, as far as the swerve that nobody saw coming, the heel turn, um, Nakamura Pearl Harbor's AJ Styles, um, Really liked uh, liked the heel turn from Nakamura. That makes him gives him a different character. Maybe gives him a little more personality. Uh, the foreigners being the heels is something Vince always loves. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I think it'll help him uh, develop more. I just wish they'd give him a mouthpiece. That's the only thing I want. Um, but love it. Love the match great in-ring match. Not as good as what I had hoped, but then again, the bar was set high for this one. Uh, it was a really good match, though, so not disappointing at all. Two thumbs. Okay. Um, dream match. I was quoted as saying, who's fucking dream? Ain't my dream match. Happened before. Anyway, uh, Nakamura's entrance, as I predicted, was fucking awesome. I love that live guitar. I love the live fiddles, violins, whatever the fuck you people call them. Uh, I just love that fucking entrance song. Uh, I can't even explain how much. Um, But after he hits the ring, he hasn't had a blow-away match since, uh, what's his name, Uh, Sami Zayn at TakeOver. Um, AJ Styles, best in the world when he was waiting for a... Springboard, uh, whatever, fuck, uh, flying forearm. He looked like he was barely over the ropes. I never saw his height so exposed as in that match, which I'm not going to gain any fans here, but it was a very good match because they those two couldn't have a bad match because they are good, but not great, not a dream match, not a match of the year, none of that garbage. And... Uh, two thumbs up just because they're that talented in ring work and whatever, but 
I hate to use Stephanie McMahon's terms about these two gentlemen, but I'm going to do it. And my other line's ringing too, by the way. I don't know if I should pick it up, but before I do, I got to say this: I think those two are B plus players. No, yeah, I absolutely not. My absolutely other line's not. ringing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Beep. Yo, you fucking assholes! I was listening for about fucking two hours or something now, and. You know, I don't even give a fuck about Tim and Nate right now because this fucking TR infuriated me. I'm fucking Scott, if you don't fucking remember. I called. I don't know if you recognize the voice. But he's fucking anti-Japanese, anti-Asian, whatever fuck he is. You know what I did after last night's five-star classic? It was a dream match. I dreamed about it before, during, and after. And I jerked off to it because, listen, Shinsuke Nakamura's top three in the world. AJ Styles is top three in the world. Okada's top three in the world. Okay? Tanahashi's top three in the world. Okay? Matt Seidel's top three in the world. Kenny Omega's top three in the world. Um, anyway, they're all top three in the world. Nate, that favor is top three in the world. You fucking idiots. New, not you guys, that fucking TR. I was in the fucking stadium, right? And it was so fucking over that it was shaking. It, the fucking thing was shaking. Because everybody knows that the fucking country of Japan is the size of Canada and the United States together. And Ricky Dozan is bigger than Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, Hulk Hogan, and fucking Babe Ruth combined. You fucking asshole TR. I was in the fucking stadium. Get it, fuckhead? I fucking saved all year from my job at Arby's. And after my merch from New Japan World and all my pictures of Okada, because he's top three in the world. Actually, he's the best of all time. But... I hate this fucking ragged on Nakamura just because fucking TJ or TR or whatever his name is is a rake And that match was, did I, uh, did I rate it? It was seven stars. It was slightly ahead of Omega Okada 3. And I believe there should be a trilogy on WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, fucking In Your House, everything that they do currently. And Nakamura is the best, and that's all I got to say, man. If he pisses me off, I might call you guys later, but TR fucking sucks. In fact, I'm going to go make a fake profile and troll him because he thinks he's a public figure, and only two people listen to you guys. It's me and some other guy who emails everybody to say he hates TR, and he doesn't even think about him. Fucking idiots. I hate TR. I just fucking hate him. Bye. Hey, uh, I don't know why we got to hook this system up to where it calls <laughs> to the fucking. I think to the, God is a the, hacker. I don't know what's going on. It should call directly to the the you know oh our God. distributor, and some somehow callers get through on my other line. Which is unfortunate because I miss. I always miss what they have to say, and I'm sure it's like, you know, I'm sure we got a nice, especially with wrestling. 
Yeah. I'm sure it's a smart wrestling fan, and we could have a nice oh, back and forth. You can't imagine the crystal clear voice and what eloquence he has. Yeah, so, uh, you know, sorry, Carl, if I missed you. Um, you know, but you can follow me on Twitter at TR Shock and, and whatever you want to, whatever you talk about with Nate and Tim, I'll, I'll be sure to get right on. <laughs> I love Japanese. And I'm sure shots. you ha- I'm sure you have I'm sure you have a bunch of followers as well. <laughs> I don't know how many Japanese fans we've got, but we do have some. So they're either dying or they we won't have any by next week, one or the other. Have to keep yeah, an eye on that. <laughs> have to see if we if we gain any viewers there or not. <laughs> All I right, it is uh, eleven o'clock my time. Uh, we've got half an hour left. And we still got two shows to do on WrestleMania, or two matches to do on WrestleMania. So let's try to finish that up at least before we get too much further down the road. Uh, this one shouldn't probably take long. Uh, Braun Strowman and the great new WWE fine Nicholas defeat Shamus and Cesaro to win the titles. Um, while this was an extremely good feel-good moment, and I don't think anybody's going to argue that the press and the media and all that that they got from that move was amazing, uh, I'm still trying to figure out why they did it. From a wrestling, like, did they have some kind of plan for this that fell through, or did they just never, ever get to the point where they came up with one worth doing, so this is what they did? Um, uh, hats off to the bar for being part of it because that's kind of I suppose it could be taken as a bit of a slap that you not only lost to one guy but you lost to one guy and a kid even though he had nothing to do with the match but um, it was just kind of strange but I have to admit I, I did pop for it and I did laugh harder I saw there during uh, uh, during Raw where he um, where they interviewed him and he he had to uh, give back the title because he uh, grade four was a priority. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cute, but other than that, I'm not yeah. sure why they did this. But but I'll, I'll, I'll hats off to them for doing it. But I'm just not really sure why. Um, breaking breaking news: um, the uh, Stroman Nicholas tandem had to relinquish the titles due to wellness policy violations. Uh, Nicholas tested positive for some things that he wasn't allowed to have. Um, so that's a definite downer there. Uh, bright career, the, streak at Mania now. Is it one and another for Nicholas? Uh, the rumor was adult Just say no, Nicholas. Yeah. Adult multivitamins was the rumor. I yeah. noticed he was a little vascular last night, but I thought it was my TV. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he did say. He did say during the interview too that they were gonna, they would be back when he graduated high school to retake to take the titles back, and somebody was gonna get a, I believe he said a taste of his fists, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, he said some, he said someone was gonna get these hands. Um, yes, that's what it was. I heard, Nick, I heard Nicholas didn't work well in the match. They told him uh, he was gonna get juice, and he requested apple, but nobody really understood. So it was kind of lost on him. Uh, <laughs> Where's that sound effect? Yeah, it was a pretty well cool one. I, had a, cool I, I thought it was pretty yeah. cool. It, yeah, and uh, he was referee John Cone's son, I believe is what they said. Uh, 
So, yeah, uh, Corey Graves made the call on the night. He said, how is this kid going to defend the title? Doesn't he have, like, algebra or something? Yeah. <laughs> Cracked up. But, uh, I, well, Corey it was good. Graves. It was good for what it was. I'll leave it at that. Okay. So, uh, I thought I thought uh, David Cohn used to pitch in baseball. I didn't know he was a referee now. Anyhow, um, yeah, I, I I hated this. I got that. Um, I uh, I'm glad it wasn't my prediction of Big Show. I had a feeling it was going to be a letdown. My secret hope was Enzo, and then they could do something with the odd couple or whatever. But it was Nicholas. And, you know, like you guys said, it was a nice little moment and this, that, and the other. Well, you know, once again, this was done purely for uh, media and the public, you know, the the, the take of the company and what a feel-good moment. And you two can have a feel-good moment. When you think of the things that they could have done in this spot. Yeah. And that's what they chose, you know. That's what they ended up doing is kind of lame from that perspective. But um, since since we, you know, been bothered by um, the Arkansas, I mean, shit, they, they could the, have pulled Scott out of the crowd, and he could have laid. That's a, what I'm talking about. He was there live. A, yeah, he could have turned that into a 14 star Japanese Braun Strowman special. Yeah, so we, the thing, we waste the a lot thing of time. That gets me, the thing that gets me is there were so many indie workers in that crowd they could have grabbed. That's True. what I said. There were so many. There were so many ways they could have went with it, and they didn't. And it, you know, it's, there again, it makes you wonder sometimes what they think down there. But, but I get why they did what well, they yeah. did too. So. I didn't like it. Maybe I'm a, a fucking dick because yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm a fuck, dick. So I didn't like it because uh, there was no Asian. Them he first. wasn't Asian, you know. I don't know what you're talking about, but Nick, um, Nicholas was was the white and, guy. And you can't prove that because Tiger Tiger Woods is Asian too, and nobody knows that really. At least they don't <laughs> announce it that way. Anyhow, um, yeah, back to the match. I didn't like it. Uh, all they did was. You know, double suplex, and Nicholas was trying to stay out of the way. He obviously, when he tagged in, it, it became clear that, not that it wasn't already, that he was part of, he was a plant um, to tag back out or whatever. And I was just let down that they didn't have some kind of, like, surprise with all the build. It was a surprise, but not the kind I wanted. Um, they relinquished the titles tonight, which we'll get to in a bit. So all for maybe. nothing, I guess. But may, maybe that'll finally get the revival started. If it doesn't, if they get hurt again, I suggest they fucking leave because they're cursed. It's it'll take too long to get them over <laughs> a third time. So anyway, but I'm skipping ahead. Didn't like it. Uh, in ring action was probably the worst of anything that particular night off the top of my head because there was no real anything that you, the three of us could do. Yeah. Okay. With what, the in-ring? The in-ring? That that match was way more enjoyable than what we're about to talk about. Well, that's a matter of opinion. Okay. Mr. Lesnar defeats Mr. Reigns for the universal title. We'll have to retain the universal title. Um... 
I'm scratching my head on this one because I'm trying to figure out. Although some of that became more clear as we were under the under the assumption that uh, Brock was done. Now it turns out he's not. Um, because they really let him beat the living pejesus out of him, and he didn't really. At no time did it ever appear to me that he was that Reigns was ever going to win that match. And he just kept F five in him to death, which admittedly is a kind of a cool move, but it really isn't after the what, five or six that he got. Then he busted him open, which I thought was a WWE no no. Obviously they I must they must have done that with the okay of the of the back, but I did read today that that was part of the um, dispute that he that uh, Brock had with uh, Vince was that he went off script. They didn't say what he went off script with, but that he changed the ending a bit. But I don't know if that uh, blood was part of that or not. Um, I guess they gave the fans what they wanted. I mean, Roman Reigns got totally destroyed, and but I kind of wonder why you were you know, there again. They they build him up and build him up and build him up, and we say, well, turn him heel. They don't do that. And then they crush him. It, <laughs> I, I don't get it. And it wasn't a very good match from a wrestling standpoint. But that was neither here nor there. But the fans seemed pleased with the results. So maybe that was what they were going for. Uh, and eight. This was the single worst WrestleMania main event of all time. It was awful. In terms of storytelling, it was just a guy being reckless in the ring, just throwing a dude around. You killed his finisher. Now, granted, they wanted Lesnar and Reigns to both look like badasses, and they did. If that was your goal, you got it. You made the F5 look pointless, six of them, pointless. You bust Roman open the hard way. Uh, nobody gave two shits about the match. They were chanting, this is awful. Um, nobody cared. They assumed Reigns would win. They swerved. But now the title is part-time. Title's not on the show. I don't agree with that. Um, didn't like the match. Two thumbs way down on this one. Um, it's time to get the belt off Lesnar, and it's time to... Uh, do something different with Roman because it's not working. This was the match that nobody gave a shit about. Nicholas was more over than this match. <clears throat> may I have the floor, sir? You may. Absolutely. Sir. I'm merely an advocate. Anyway, um, <laughs> Paul Heyman has a huge hand in the booking of Brock Lesnar matches. He lays them out more so than the wrestlers themselves. Uh, big move, big move, big move. It wasn't any different, in my opinion, than any other Brock Lesnar main event, whether it be Orton, Cena, Triple H. Suplex City, bitch. Um, the one thing I will definitely agree with you, and I didn't even think about this as a word, but reckless was definitely something I'll say I agree with you with. Lesnar was reckless 
first of all, he did an overhead suplex and didn't take him all the way over and, and almost broke Reigns' neck outside the ring. Then he <clears throat> clears the German announce table for apparently a spot to go to the German announce table, I would think, but skips it. And, uh, you know, I might be confused at spots, but he, he skipped the table no. at one point. And, and then he does this belly to – because I know he got speared and all that shit too on the table, but but he did this belly to overhead what looked like, and then he decided to stop and just push Reigns' face into the different table. Yeah, that was the hard spot. Odd. I thought he that, was going to try to that, pull through the table, but so the reckless stuff, yeah, but um, it it was not any different than any other Lesnar main event that I ever saw, other than the crowd was disinterested. They said, this is awful. And they also said, they also had beach balls and they also said CM Punk and whatever else you could imagine. But it wasn't the whole crowd. There was 70,000, whether we think it or it was 78 or 73 or 71, at least 70 and a good 40 of them were just fucking families and shit. Like the other 30 vocal ones you could hear, but there were people watching the match too. And, they they worked uh, a Lesnar style squash match, and everybody thought, and that's part of the reason they shit on it, that it's Roman going over. And the swerve they had Rock or Rock Brock go over clean. So what happened in the ropes with the sound down to me was a typical Brock Lesnar main event with a different finish. Therefore, I thought maybe overrated a little last night with the two thumbs up now that you brought the reckless to my attention, but I would definitely give it one thumbs up, especially uh, considering the blood as well. I believe you never know with Heyman, McMahon, Lesnar, and whoever he works slash fights that blood's a no-no, but they could hard way on purpose, which is very easy over the eyebrow or where he did it. He threw stiff elbows, maybe a uh, Roman prepped with a little gash under the hair. And then he just opened it up with those very stiff elbows. Another reckless thing though. Could have knocked him out doing that. Um, but a crimson mask. I thought that was pretty cool for the first time on Roman's face. That dude bleeds pretty good. You got to give him that. And uh, yeah, he looked, he looked scary, too, when he was covered. Yeah, and and, and as I said, Bra- uh, Brock gets the pin, which nobody expects, because Dana put out there, and I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker to come back. Dana's in the audience, shown another red flag that I was swerved, but I didn't even think of it. And, uh, you know, okay, uh, if it was switch positions, like I alluded to earlier with the Rousey finishing sequence, uh, people wouldn't have shit on it as much, and they would have went home happy because that Rousey and Angle fucking thing was so good. Um, so I liked it. Uh, they already, and you know, we're gonna cover this, and I hate doing jumping ahead, but it 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 goes into the review of the match once I see where they're heading. They probably, I don't know if you guys know the details of the re-signing but if that altercation was real and he re-signed he re-signed because he's a douchebag rock that's not a work he is a douchebag and if he re-signed he probably got the biggest 
single one-month contract in the history of sports entertainment to go to that fucking Middle East, which I know you had to pay him a bazillion dollars to do, and he'll drop it there where the fans aren't smart and they do cheer the good guy, even though Roman good guy, you know, it's hard to say with a straight face. But a Saudi Arabian crowd is like 50 years behind us. They will cheer every baby face. <clears throat> and perfect place for him to drop it. And they already gave away the backlash or whatever the fuck the next thing is. Fast lane, one of them jabron things with Samoa Joe. So they are going full steam ahead. Vince is being stubborn. Reigns is his champion. Joe's the next guy he's going to beat. Joe ain't winning the fucking title. And... Love it or leave it, you got to get used to it, and that's part of the reason why I said I'd sell my WWE stock right now because Roman Reigns is your guy. It's just the way it is. And unless Vince croaks between now and Saudi Arabia, Roman Reigns is your guy. Uh, Good night, everybody, from WrestleMania. That's all I got to say. All right. I'm trying to to dig up anything on this Lesnar signing, but, of course, its terms were not released nonsense as usual so um for all we know that could be a month it could be uh date at a time it could be i mean they've done it with him before where he signed for you know two pay-per-views and 10 appearances whatever they decide to make him you know you really don't know but we do i know for sure he's not he's not going to come back full-time because he's not into that so um it well, just seems like a strange Nate's, decision. To Nate's, make. Nate's not high on this whole thing, and I'm not going to try to change his mind because that's his opinion. But um, it's time, in my opinion, <clears throat> factor it in tonight's show, and I think tomorrow's show will have some different surprises too, to, to kind of let those guys go. It's time to let take the training wheels off the other guys, uh, let them swim in the deep end of the pool. Cena can be, you know, part-time and do his movies. Lesnar, just get rid of him. I mean, you pay him a bazillion dollars. He's not going to – he's an attraction. He's a draw, yeah. But what's the use? Well, but is he? Is he in the sense that – I mean, does WrestleMania sell out whether Brock Lesnar's on the card or not? Well, I mean, I see the way you're going, but we don't know because, we, you know, we've – like uh, the point, you're actually proving my point in a in a in a in a weird way because there, it's it has a lot of layers. It's time to go with everybody but Cena, Triple H, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, even all the well, old guard. They can still have yeah, jobs. Yeah, because they're but, not making they're not. So who do they have that is coming up that can take any of those spots right now? Nobody. They need to make some. Uh, that's why I said I would sell the stock, but maybe, you know, maybe they'll pull a rabbit out of their ass and well, find a CM say, Punk and Daniel Bryan in the rough, you know, I don't I mean, know. Lately, their way of dealing with things is they go and sign, you know, in the last couple of years anyway, they go and sign guys like Styles and people like that, but there's none of them really left. Uh, I mean, there's, some good indie work- there's some good indie workers, don't get me wrong. But I don't know that there's really – I mean, Nate would know more about that than me. I don't know if there's anybody out there that, you know, that could, they could sign that in two months can be headlining a WrestleMania and draw. I don't know. 
Um, Still a lot of good wrestlers out there, but uh, it's hard to peg anybody that would draw like that. I'll tell you the I guy mean, I, who. Uh, I'll tell you the guy who could step up easily. Braun Strowman. Yeah, that's right in front of our eyes. Yeah, if, if, they, if they let him. No, no, you're, you're right with that. Um, he's probably. It's just he's we, probably we know that WWE has a long now. and. They have a long and storied history of not letting go of guys. And their thing is when we're in trouble, we dig back into our past and bring out the oldies. But the oldies are starting to get to the point where even I'm starting to not care about the oldies anymore. And they're going to have to do something because they're running, you know, the crowd keeps getting younger and younger. And they don't really care as much about the Undertakers and Cena's and that sort of thing. They got they got to make some they got to make some baby faces and they just seem to have forgotten how to do that for some reason. And it seems like Stephanie's steadfast on she is her father. She is her father of the next twenty years, and that to me is uh, is not a recipe for a million dollar company moving upward in, in revenue. I mean, we'll see what they do next week, I guess. Like, I was awful disappointed in Raw this week, but I see why, because they don't really want to push anything Can you too hold far, on for a minute? Hold on, hold on one second. Hey, one more fucking thing before I turn this shit off. First of all, I don't even like basketball, so fuck you, Nate and Tom. I don't like hockey. Fuck you, Tim. But I didn't finish my whole fucking point because... Do you know Dave Prezak? Have you ever heard of fucking Dave Prezak? Have any of the three of you went to a shimmer show? A fucking shimmer show? I traveled for three days for the last shimmer. I've been there since shimmer number three in Chicago, Illinois. I saved up all my Arby's money plus my part-time job as a car wash, car washer. And I... No, Dave Prezak on a personal level. Actually, he waved to me because he's... Anyway, I don't want to get into that. But he just made a point about Stephanie, and he's probably alluding to Ronda Rousey. And if he can't see what Dave Prezak saw 10 years ago, he's fucking even more stupid than I gave him credit for the first time. And it's really pissing me off. And I don't I was almost going to say I'm not attracted to women, but I can't say that in public because I'm pretending I'm straight with my replica belt. Anyway, Dave Prezak had all the females, including Shayna Baszler, Ember Sky, or whatever the fuck her name is now, um, all them, Paige, Sasha DeVille, I don't know, and Stephanie and Rhonda and the revolution is the future that Dave Prezak saw, okay? See you, assholes. Again, guys, I don't know why the call came through here. Uh, no. I think, uh, I think uh, Nate, that uh, the closest uh, Scott has ever been to Shimmering is probably a uh, uh, during a Twilight movie. Oh, uh, he brought up Shimmer? Because the, vam- the vampires, you know, they... they they shimmer in the light. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I stepped on a, a joke. I didn't. I, I, I didn't realize. Oh, that's all right. It wasn't a very I good wonder, one. 
I wonder what replica belts he has. I don't <laughs> oh know. I, <laughs> uh, I can guarantee I you something from New Japan. Maybe something from one of the older, maybe from War, or one of the ones that is no longer up and running. Scott. Come uh, on. Hell of a guy. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Oh, oh uh, the whole the brand shuffle thing. Um, I kind of assume that's why they've killed uh, any great amount of storyline moving, because I have to assume that They've got some plans, but again, this is WWE, so who knows? Um, uh, is there something they could, you know, is there people that need to be moved? And if so, is it going to help? Uh, or are they going to stack up Raw with all the all the happies and leave SmackDown with the supposed leftovers and yet watch them make a better show, as we always say? I don't know. Uh, yeah, hey, you go first. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's basically what's going to happen. SmackDown's going to be good and they'll have less talent like they always do. <clears throat> I think it's uh, well, basically tradi- Vince. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sure point. Go out traditionally what they've done. The brand shifts have usually been to move whoever is more over over to Raw, or at least in the company's eyes, more over, and to push the lessers down to SmackDown, but... Or will, we, um, or will we see some more NXT people make the jump? I think it was last year. I don't know. Nate would know the year. Ambrose ended up over there. And uh, whatever, probably last year. He got and, drafted. Uh, yeah, whatever the fuck happened. But um, they had a cool, it, it almost, it wasn't real good, like, when ha- when Heyman wrote it, but it was better for like maybe four or five weeks with <coughs> angles and shit. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so uh, if Vince isn't paying attention and he's uh, he probably doesn't even know his own storylines, the man's fucking old, um, and that, that's. You know, you can't be father time no matter how good your supplements, diets, and whatever else he takes says so, unless he does the stem cell down in Panama, but that's a whole other hour story. Um, anyhow, he's got to be losing some. Uh, I heard he was losing some brain stuff a few years ago, but apparently he's still pulling all the triggers, making all the decisions. Um, the shakeup. He might not even know that he already has reigns against Joe for whatever fucking thing, but they're they're putting the brands back together, which are less matches. And I, I do think we're going to see some cuts, too, which we alluded to, I think, on another show. Um, and I think he's just going to – that night he's just going to do some shit that – because Michael Hayes and uh, fucking John Laurinaitis, if he's still there, maybe he ain't even still there. Whoever all his yes-men are now, um, Arn Anderson, yada, yada, they'll all be like, yep, sounds good, even though they know that it ain't, but they're making big cash, so fuck it. And it'll be storylines that already started. It'll be like Joe on one and Roman on the other, even though they're scheduled for a match on one brand and shit. So uh, I think it'll take... uh, All the pay-per-views are co-branded now. 
Yeah, I mean, so in, in a sense, that doesn't really matter in a big picture, but I think it'll still be disorganizing like a bumblefuck, and in a, a couple weeks you might get some good television if he actually lets. Uh, and I know I favor this guy because he's, you know, he's been nice to me, but and maybe maybe that's a, a bias, but it seems like when he actually let Brian James slash Armstrong write SmackDown that it was uh, a decent show. Uh, because he wasn't really paying attention. But then when he pays attention, he cuts everybody's ideas in half, and then it's a Vince show, and Vince guys get pushed, i.e. Jinder Mahal with the new body. I mean, you guys are familiar with the story that Luke Gallows, when he came back, Vince didn't even know that he was Festus and he was employed there before. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, Vince didn't even know, and he was there for, like, I don't know, a year and a half, two years on the SmackDown every week uh, with Terry Gordy's son. And uh, he didn't even know it was the same guy. So he's, he's he doesn't well, have he very all much lives in a bubble. He lives in a bubble. <clears throat> Plus, he lives in his own little you know, there, and that's, the and clock, he can because he's clock is got money. The clock is ticking, and he's got to be investing his time in that fucking football shit, too. And he's got to be doing the research on that. So, uh, like I said, I would sell my stock. I don't know not, nothing about money, but I know a lot about wrestling. And well, the rumor got a fucking shitload of shares. Get rid of them now and the then buy them back is, when they're cheap. The rumor is still there that they that they that the plan is to buy it back. So maybe they are. You could be well right. Maybe they're intentionally driving it into the ground to some degree, so that it's not worth as much. Then they buy up all the all the shares, and all the common shares anyway, and uh, they own the company again, and they make it unpublic, and they can go back to doing what they did best, which was not be politically correct, and when people used to watch. Because, I mean, if three, I have to be honest, I haven't watched Raw from start to finish for a long time. But after today, I know why, because good Lord. uh, I kept the stopwatch going, well, not stopwatch, but I kept track in the first hour, there was eight minutes of wrestling in the first hour. Eight. I mean that that matters to a, that that matters to a lot of people, but it doesn't matter to me. It, is well, it doesn't. It doesn't. We talk about they talk about oh the show's too long. Oh they don't have enough talent to do a three hour show. What are you talking about? I read that on the internet almost every day. They don't have enough talent to do two shows. They don't use anybody. Uh, I don't want to go out of turn. Are we having a discussion or going one on time? It was uh, it was the night after Mania, uh, so they weren't. That was part of it, obviously. But schedule. Uh, normally, you get one really solid match uh, per night. Um, so if you watch next week or the week after. Judge it then, because that'll be more the norm. The night after Mania is more about just, you know, it's more laid back. And I'll try to be quick. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, for me anyway, it used to be that Raw was what you watched to find out what was going to happen on pay-per-views. Pay-per-views was where you got surprised, where they did their big shit. And but now to me, Raw is just a big commercial of I don't even know what. 
Uh, there was no point to anything I saw tonight. None, at least for me, that I couldn't, that I did, uh, that I needed, that I needed to spend three hours watching it, that I couldn't have got from reading their website and watching two videos for five minutes. All right. Well, uh, back back to the, where I'm at, and I'm not like any other wrestling fan, including you two guys. Um, several weeks ago, they had Seth Rollins gauntlet fucking in the ring for like the first two hours and he was working his ass off and all that shit. I hated it. I mean, I didn't hate it. I respected it. But I would have rather saw fucking Enzo say, my name, bada boom, coolest guy in the room. Like, that's what I like. I mean, I can't change what I like. Uh, I'm not a match guy because matches aren't real. Um, If they're a pay-per-view like last night where I suspend my disbelief, cool. But I don't care what they do as long as it's entertaining. Um, uh, where was I going? Who, who cares where I was going? I just wanted to get to that point that I don't like wrestling matches that much unless it's a build-up pay-per-view to the, you know, delivers. Um, I probably meant something else, but that's it. But we, we, we as always, we belabored uh, one topic. So let's kind of let's kind of try to get through Raw with a. Is there a way we could just give it a quicker comment, like maybe one sentence comment? Have, and I know I'm the worst. It would have to be awful quick because we're already into extra time. Uh, did you guys hear anything from New Orleans over the weekend? Because I, I plugged that. I, I, last time we didn't say anything. Um, I downloaded Twitch. Tommy Dreamer saw some of that show. Uh, Rock and Roll Express, Spirit Squad, the same. It was 11.59 at night, I think, or Saturday. Uh, Brian Cage, Austin Aries. Brian Cage, if if, uh, he's a guy that I see money in, but he's, I don't know if he can pass the wellness test. Um, Sammy Callahan with all the buzz of hitting people for real with baseball bats. Did a job for (laughs) Willie Mack. Uh, all those guys were on like 30 shows. Joey Janela's spring break. I don't even know who Joey Janela is as far as like if, if I saw him on the street, but heard him talk on Cabana. That fucking stupid thing he did with Danzig or Zandig. I'm sorry, the singer's named Danzig, where he jumped off a roof into a flaming truck. He chopped off part of one of his fingers, which is retarded for a wrestler to do. But besides that, his attitude, he's supposedly a pretty good worker, and people kind of like him. So uh, young and dumb, he'll always have to look at that missing body part from that shit. So hopefully he gets away from that. And, you know, obviously he's building an audience. Uh, Walter was a big star of this weekend, the Austrian wrestler who's actually coming into WWE through Evolve and Progress and all those relationships they have. 6-4, when we're talking about future guys, maybe, I don't know. I never watched. All, I heard all he does is chop the shit out of people and power problem. Keith Lee's a big black dude. Um, agile as shit. Uh, he worked Cassius Ono at Access and then worked one of the indies, so he's in. He's on his way in. Maybe they're the guys that they're looking as the next big stars. I don't know. Um... A lot of girls were in New Orleans. A lot of hot chicks in wrestling. Nobody banged yeah. anybody that I heard of. So, I guess that's all I got from 
from New Orleans. Uh, sorry, oh, ROH, our friend Ian Riccoboni, our friend Gary Silken, uh, Bubba Ray, the night of or the night after the Hall of Fame, murderized Cheeseburger. and So he's still not content with being a retired uh, Hall of Fame guy. He's still got to be out there. And whatever, um, not into him. Uh, Cody tells everybody he's the best in the world. I think he's far from it. And uh, 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 Young Bucks are now lifting weights heavily, which is, there must be a reason behind that. Um, Maybe for all in, I don't know. After this all-in in September, we'll kind of get a, a state of wrestling in general, I think, um, going into, I guess, Survivor Series. Would that be correct, Nate? September is uh, normally around the time they do. Uh, they do Hell in a Cell in October, Survivor Series in November, uh, September. Okay, so we got one of the, the random pay-per-views. I think Night of Champions. After we got all, all in with a big arena trying to co- Bullet Club guys, basically Omega, uh, Bullet, uh, Cody, Young Bucks. You'll see the, the, the little gray screen all in of people here and there. Tessa Blanchard, I think, is on the card. and I don't know who the fuck they else, just, but a lot. They just signed Okada to appear. Up here. Okay, Okada. Great. That that. That means nothing to me, but I'm sure it means something to some people in Chicago. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, we'll see how they sell that building. I know they're they're begging CM Punk. He'll be coming off that second fight and possibly retire from UFC. Uh, if they get him, they'll sell out anything, I believe. I really do. But if they don't, they won't, I don't think. But we'll see. And uh, Impact Wrestling had a fucking show against Lucha. I guess the only big news out of there was uh, everybody's yeah, cutting they, ties with Alberto, and he'll, he'll probably be – he'll probably, if he doesn't get help, probably be dead soon. And even though I wasn't a fan of his persona, he's a good worker, and I don't like to see anybody die, so I hope he gets help. All right. Uh, let's zip through Raw after I tried to make some kind of other promotion commentary. Um, I can sum I can sum up Raw pretty quick. Uh, it was a typical night after Mania Raw. Crowd was rowdy, and they put them over. I don't necessarily agree with putting the crowd over because then the crowd tries to hijack the show and become the star. But nevertheless. Uh, Rousey put Stephanie in an armbar again. I, okay, don't know, don't know why, but okay. Um, you had uh, the tag team matches that were quick, setting up the revival against uh, Matt and Bray, which is I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, the revival will go over. I'd like to see the bar against the revival. It'd be a good tag match. Um, Love the promo with Nicholas and Strowman. Thought it was hilarious. Uh, Miz and Balor and Rollins are going to end up doing another Intercontinental title thing, just carrying that over. 
they had the six man. Jeff Hardy came back. Uh, so cool, he's back and healthy, and he did a promo with talking to Bray and Matt. It was really awkward, but it was really funny and enjoyable. That, I liked it. That that I liked because it it gave some at least sometimes WWE just skips explanations of shit. They at least yeah had a little bit of an explanation as to okay, Matt's going to be with Bray now, and Jeff's going to do his thing. But he's yeah. still brother Nero. He is brother Nero. Yes. Yeah, so they didn't they didn't kill uh, the whole thing. Elias came out and got over like a million bucks, and Again. he couldn't get food if he tried, and he tried hard. Yeah. Um, Bobby Lashley returns, which was spoiled for me earlier in the night because people don't know. Hey, maybe somebody doesn't want to know what happens on the show. Maybe they want to be surprised. Ember um, Moon debuted, which we all saw coming. Authors of Pain debuted, which we all saw coming. Uh, Ellering is not going to travel with him, which kind of sucks for me, but he's old, so I get it. Um, so, uh, I'm trying to think if I missed anything. I uh, believe that's it, and Rumble was kind of whatever. It was not was memorable, only, there, just a few. There was only one more thing. A few predictable debuts. And they kind of oh, glossed it over. That. And I was kind of surprised they didn't handle it differently. Um, the Page retirement. Yeah, that was weird. They kind of just was, yeah, it was, it was weirdly done. I mean, we've all, I mean, it pretty much, it's been no secret that it was going to have to come at some point, at least in ring anyway. Yeah. But she made it sound like she was going. So we'll have to see where that goes, because then that really changes the whole uh, revolution thing there that they get going. Well, uh, you know, I just I just guessed at the time maybe this isn't the case, but it probably is because she brought up that it was four years ago that she won the title there on the night after Mania, and she probably once she got that kick from Sasha at the house show that's on video out there that confirmed that she got re-injured worse, and that's nothing for a 25-year-old chick to have. That's not good. Uh, anyway, she pro- the the company probably offered that manager spot, stay in their role, and she, you know either her or the company probably put together that they're going back to New Orleans, and if you gotta end it somewhere, that would be the best spot, and you'd have time to like let it sink in. Like Edge was dead like emotionally because his was so quick. Brian, the same thing. She had a couple months on the road with all her friends. To uh, kind of well, get ready for it. She, uh, I, I read that she's been having um, emotional issues, which is probably related partially to that, and then all the bullshit there where she went off the deep end with Mister Patron. There, um, I would think she might be might be very good for her mental health, and probably helps her family out too if she goes back home. And uses her celebrity to probably help them out with their promotion, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, well, they the got that. Wait, they got the movie. They got the movie about their family. There's a movie coming out, which I saw a clip of, and it was fucking hilarious. At least the clip yeah, that it was, it was. That and uh, her new boyfriend is in one of those stupid rock bands. He weighs about 120 pounds and got tattoos on his neck. Yeah, I still, so I don't think yeah, there's any he, shot. She I don't think there's home. any shot she's going back to, to 
to London. I really don't. I she think should. the boyfriend will be her excuse. Yeah, You're she right. Did. She really, she really took a hit. The, the lifestyle change really was detrimental for her. She didn't deal with it very well. Yeah, but I doubt she will, unfortunately. Well, I, if nothing else, I hope she gets some help because if she needs it, it's certainly available, and she she should have the financial wherewithal to acquire it. So. Hopefully for her, she's, uh, or if, if not, she's going to go do something that she wants to do because she didn't look very happy out there <laughs> the last while. And I guess you probably wouldn't uh, be if you were in her shoes. So, I, I want to add to Nate's summary. Um, tonight, <clears throat> they're running out of, I mean, they're not running out, but they were UFC, Fox isn't happy with. They were negotiating with Fox. USA, Fox, whoever gives them the best deal they're going to go to. Uh, but tonight uh, was like, uh, I, I, I think they might have been, this, is, this isn't even really like a joke, and, it, you know, people might take it as bad, but they might even be open to go on BET because tonight was more African-American and minorities than I think I've ever remembered on a Raw. Um, it was a... It was an extremely no way Jose show. and Ember Moon and uh, Bobby Lashley and um, no way Jose and just it, it was very well, diverse even, the show it, it was I mean, and that's not bad to see as like I said as long as it's not being done on purpose if it's being done because that's just how it works out I'm all for it if they're doing it just to throw the and you know, that's a terrible thing to say too but the token black person out there. Then that's that's horrible if that's the reason they're doing it. Then they need to kick in the ass. The guy still speaking of horrible. Speaking of horrible, I don't. I I, you know I'm I'm a hypocrite because one night I said I'm not going to bury anything anymore, and tonight I'm burying it already. Uh, I hate No Way Jose. I think he he should be an enhancement talent. He's Adam Rose. He's Adam Rose 2.0. It didn't work with Adam Rose. Why would it work with No Way Jose? Uh, and the only thing I got good out of tonight, honestly, I mean, I, I didn't mind Rhonda and, and Steph thing with her Steph's booby hanging out and all that stuff, and a reason to get, get rid, rid of, of her out of the <laughs> get rid of her out of the spotlight. Um, but uh, the only thing I saw, uh, you know, I actually missed it. You said they advanced the Sasha and Bailey thing a little bit, and I liked um, Lashley. Lashley's a legitimate, if that fucking Lesnar's going to stick around, now that's a match that could draw. Uh, no title, just have them have a guy that's as tough as him fucking work with him, you know? And uh, maybe a cross-promotion with UFC, even though Lashley Lashley was a, a Bellator guy, but they're both two guys who fought for real and fake. So, like to see that. And that's about the only thing I'd like to see. I'm completely enough. honest. Well, I think that about wraps her up, boys. We're 17 minutes over, 18, whatever it is. So, we probably should call her a night. Uh, any final thoughts Hopefully, Lashley doesn't try to cut any promos. That's true. He's not much you're on a, the mic, but you're a bath turd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we, we could talk all night about how 
how how bad we need managers, at least two or oh, three God. of them that can get stable God, and get so much room for them there, and so many good wrestlers would benefit from some mouthpieces. It's insane how much a manager could help, like half the roster. Yeah, yeah. You just until Vince gets on board, they're off the board. That's never happening, probably. But anyway, I guess that's it for another enhanced Monday night roundtable. Um, yeah, stay Wednesday tuned for uh, Wednesday. It's gonna be Wednesday crazy. Like Wednesday, eight p.m. Wide men can't jump. Don't miss it. Because you never yeah, know. And Wednesday, who the guest is. We gotta fuck this night. Big game on Wednesday. Big game on Wednesday. Wolves Nuggets winner goes to the playoffs. Well, this is only a big game for people who care about the Timberwolves. It's not a big game for anybody else. Actually, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta jump in here, Tim, and and say it is a big game for playoff implications and so forth. And. The eighth seed will play the Houston Rockets. It'll be one of those two, I believe. Is that the way it goes now, Nate? Unless something happens tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. But if Denver wins, they're in. If Minnesota wins, they're in. They have identical records. Right now, Minnesota owns the tiebreaker. Um, If Denver wins, they will have a better record and be in. If Minnesota wins, they will have a better record and be in. The Spurs have clinched. The Thunder have clinched. Uh, the Pelicans may have even clinched tonight as well, but Denver, Minnesota, Wednesday's game, biggest game for Minnesota in 13 years. All to be overshadowed by the opening night of the hockey playoffs. <laughs> and who's the guest Wednesday? Who's the guest Wednesday night, uh, Nate? Um, well, not, I'm pretty sure we're going to have Conrad Thompson uh, from something to wrestle with. Bruce Pritchard. Uh, he's going to be talking about his involvement with the Brooklyn Nets uh, when they did their thing up there. We're going to talk to him about LeBron and Nick Saban battling back and forth and Colin Sexton as well. And uh, wow. we got a guy who, and uh, we have a general blueness who writes for, uh, covers the Chicago Bulls and the Timberwolves. Um, he does a lot of writing online. Um his name escapes me at the moment, but he will be joining us as well to talk a little Chicago Bulls basketball. So uh, we're going to cover them and get his take on what the Bulls need to get better. And so if any of you out there are listening, the last night of the regular season, if you're still listening, we're not just going to bore ass you with all this dopey fake wrestling. We're going to talk about uh, well, a fake sport in basketball. If you if you're a Sam Hankey fan, because he faked like he was trying to win. Uh, but anyway, um, it is a legitimate sport, and that's where we started this program, this network, etc. So we will be all basketball, aside from a little bit with Conrad, for two hours of hardcore, heavy duty humor and basketball talk. I have a feeling T.R. Knack might return to give some basketball. Humor Wednesday. Um, so you must join us at 8 p.m. Eastern Time Wednesday. There you go, yeah, people. And, uh, we're also we're also going to talk about the 
current Philadelphia 76ers who just made a TR shit list. We won't give away who. Yes. I have a Sixer enemy, too. Could could we even see at some point in the future the unveiling of the it's no longer trust the process, it's the process has worked? F that. That's got, well, that has to be coming next, right? If the Sixers win a playoff around, that's almost going to be the next thing. Is it won't be trust the process anymore. Somebody's going to have to advance that to, you know, that it actually has paid off. Uh, they'll still say tanking is for jobbers. Tanking is for jobbers. Thank you. And that's all. That's all I got. And that's uh, follow it. Follow at right, so I guess we're wrapped up. Wide man can't jump. 8 p.m. Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, Tim and Tom, uh, tentatively at 8, barring anything unforeseen. You can come in and get your kicks there, and uh, that's about it. So uh, that's a good night for me. Peace!